0: And leaders, could you come on up here? Those of you that are here that are, that are that can hear my voice, come on up. Cyril, why don't you come on up here, brother. Gary, Murray, come on up here. Let's gather around this guy. If you'd extend your hands. Oh, Father, I just thank you for this gift. Father, it's like a seed was planted years ago, and we're just watching it sprout out of the ground and becoming a mighty oak that many are going to be able to stand around and under and just receive shade, receive the cool of the day under that shade of, of just nude in his heart towards you. Father, I've watched you uh, allow him to just pick up humility and wear it, uh, eat better and better each and every time, God. I thank you for what you've started. I thank you for what you're doing, and I'm thanking you now, God, for what you're going to do in the future in his heart. And I just pray for an increase in the anointing. Wow. And we just thank you, and we all said amen.
1: Thank you.
2: Thanks. Speaking of shade, I don't cast a whole lot of shade it's pretty small but i cast a little bit you just got to get lined up just right <clears throat> uh i don't know when i'm going to get my nap in this is usually my nap time right after worship <laughs> just kidding just kidding <laughs> Can i hear some snoring over here Dave? yeah it's okay i won't be i won't be offended um, I'm actually really humbled to be up here uh, speaking in front of so many veterans uh, in the in the faith. It's it's humbling. Um, Doug asked me to speak. Uh, I don't know, it was a month and a half, maybe two months ago, and um, I said sure right away. And then he's like, uh, "You said one time we need to be unoffendable." Can you speak on that? I was like, <laughs> did you forget who I am? <laughs> and right about that time, my uh, sister loaned me a couple books through a conversation we had. Both were John Vivere books. Um, one is Undercover, and the other one is The Bait of Satan. And uh, a lot of um, some of the information I'm going to share today is kind of come from that book, The Bait of Satan. Um, in fact, in his book, um, I just want to preface this actually. Uh, the stories I share today, I'm going to share about my life. I'm asking ask forgiveness up front because um, I've messed up a lot in my life, but I'm going to get vulnerable and just kind of share some of those with you. And um, I'm not, uh, I also don't want you to. Sit and wonder who i 'm talking about in some of my stories i 'm going to try not to say names <laughs> uh, and uh, it 's not uh, we 're not in a wrestle against flesh and blood right that right. uh, it 's against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places <clears throat> yeah, yeah. i took I, I wrote notes, and i 'm not a speaker. Uh, so you know i'm going to be glancing at my notes a lot um luke 17 1 is uh where i want to kind of start um in the beginning of that you guys can turn there if you want to but i kind of need to go a little bit quick i got a lot of information hopefully it doesn't put people to sleep and hopefully it uh resonates um luke 17 1 the first part of that verse says it is impossible that no offense should come that no offenses should come, and that word offense, um, I learned from John Bevere, um, is a, a word in the Greek called scandalon. And um, I don't know if I'm doing something to this, but um, the word scandalon is actually the the movable stick. Or the trigger of a of a trap, a snare. Um, so if anybody knows how a snare works, animal has to get into the snare area and then nibble or hit the stick, and it sets off the trap, right? Um, but that's what that word offense. Or in the NIV, it's uh, stumble, um, but it is scandalon. Um, so it's impossible that no offenses should come, right, in our life journey. Um, there are actually going to be many snares. Trials and tribulations, right? They're gonna come up. Um, The trap's gonna be set, but I I don't think it's, um, whether we decide to nibble on the bait, is really up to us. Um, Sometimes we'll step into that trap just out of pure ignorance, and I've done it a lot of times, Um, but sometimes we don't have to nibble on that bait. there's more to this verse, uh, but I wanted to hang out here for just a minute, 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 new word. Uh, when we become offended, we have fully stepped into that trap. I want to tell some stories today. Like I said, um, so there are two major categories of offended people. Those who, um, have been treated unjustly and those who have believed they've been treated unjustly, um, I think I fit into the second category quite a lot in my life. I'm, I'm good with assumptions. <laughs> uh, and that second category isn't uh, negating the fact that they're, it doesn't disqualify the offense. They're still hurt. Um, they still need healing. Uh, offense usually comes from someone we hold dear to us. And we can get offended by random people. Um, but they come and go, out of sight, out of mind. But the offense that ensnares us, the offense that uh, that lasts uh, often comes from people we love, or I think all the time. Psalm 55, 12 to 14, in the Passion Translation, um, if you guys just want to take notes so I can blow through this, that'd be awesome. Um, it wasn't an enemy who taunted me, If it was my enemy filled with pride and hatred then I could have endured it I would have just run away but it was you my intimate friend one like a brother to me it was you my advisor the companion I walked with and worked with we once had sweet fellowship with each other we worshiped in unity as one celebrating together with God's people so this is David referencing Ahithophel Um, I had to learn that recently it's been actually kind of fun (laughs) um and and a prophetic word about Judas at the same time um Ahithophel was uh, a, an advice. everybody knows about Judas right so i'm going to kind of skip over that Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss um uh Ahithophel was counselor to King David um and and Ahithophel aided Absalom David's son in his rebellion to overthrow King David he was highly honored Highly honored uh, for his discernment, his, his uh, far-sightedness, his judgment. Um, there's an interesting fact about both Judas and Ahithophel. They both hung themselves when they realized the error of their ways. I just think that just blew me away. Second um, Samuel 16:23 says, "Now in those days, the advice Ahithophel gave the advice Ahithophel gave was like that of one who inquires of God." That was how, how both David and Absalom regarded all of Ahithophel's advice. To go even further, Absalom's drive to unseat his father came from offense originally. Um, King David's lack of justice for his sister Tamar, who was raped by Absalom's brother Amnon. So here, I'm going to start some stories. Um, I had a good friend, um, We've kind of grown distant um, in the last few years. Uh, But we spent a lot of time together. Um, I'm trying to not do timelines. But um, when when he was first married, they spent a lot of time uh, with us. Our families hung out together a lot. Um, We were both poor. We came from meager livings. I started a business and uh, my business started to get successful somewhat um, and I was able to buy things that neither of us were ever able to buy before I was able to buy a house I started to buy vehicles for the business and personal vehicles and um, you know things and these things uh, began to be an offense um, to his wife and um And sooner or later, it was almost everything that I did. Um, because once the offense uh, sunk in deep, um, there wasn't anything I could really do that would, um, there wasn't anything I, I could do that wasn't offendable to her. It was, um, you know, I'm climbing the corporate church ladder at one point because I was a co-leader at a home group. And um, I mean, it just went on and on and on. Um, and nothing, I never did anything personally to her, purposely. Um, but nevertheless, um, whatever I did was offending her. And I know over, over the years, God was talking to me, and he was telling me, you need to apologize. <laughs> At first, I was like, apologize? For what? I, I haven't done anything. Um, and, and to me, um, Apologizing was uh, not justice. It wasn't. Um... Anyway, I'm going to read Proverbs 18:19. A brother offended is more unyielding than a strong city, and a quarreling is like the bars of a castle. Or in the Passion translation, it is easier to conquer a strong city than to win back a friend whom you've offended. I pursued them, and that time God was speaking to me about forgiveness. When, when you pray. God, forgive me the way I forgive those who've sinned against me. (laughs) What does that mean to you? Uh, That, to me, means I want to forgive the same way God's going to forgive me. When God forgives me, he wants to be around me. He still wants to spend time with me. And if I'm going to forgive, I can't go, you know, you've offended me. Um, I forgive you, but... I. I don't really want to be around you that's not forgiveness and don't get me wrong there are some situations uh where the victimization victimization has gone too far and you can't spend time with the, that person but in most cases we can just get offended forgive them uh, through self-righteousness and say you know i i just can't spend time with you and that's kind of where i was at the time I, I wanted to forgive um so I started uh actually reached out to to them and I asked for forgiveness, um, but I apologized for things I believed I didn't do. God told me I need to apologize uh but I didn't understand the posture that he wanted me to take in that. Um, so I had asked for forgiveness, believing I didn't do anything wrong. And I'm not pure by any means. I did do something wrong. I offended her. Um, God stopped me. And, uh, he stopped me because I was not apologizing his way, but my own way. He stopped me, uh, i couldn't see her hurt through her eyes was the issue i could only see her hurt through my own eyes um so when i when i say god stopped me he stopped me um so i had asked for forgiveness our relationship was kind of coming back together and uh i was driving to pick up um, her husband he was stuck at a store or something and i was on my way and i get a call from diane and calls me and says "Uh, I'm at work I've got a debilitating stomach issue going on right now I can't even stand up and she was crying she was in tears and she doesn't get uh, issues like this so I get debilitating stomach issues I dealt with Crohn's disease for most of my life so it was it was very off so I was like okay I I need to head to work um, and I need to pray for for Deanne we need to figure out what's going on or I need to take her to the hospital so when I got there, I started to pray for her, and I felt God say, you need to stop pursuing this relationship. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, I will. And um, we commanded the pain to leave, and it left immediately. And I was it was right after that, in my naivete, I thought God was validating me by saying, you've gone far enough. You've done enough. You've reached out enough. You've been humble enough um you can stop pursuing them and i thought i thought that's where and it you know just recently when i was actually writing this is when i realized that i'm wrong in that It was God stopping me from making the same mistake again and offending his daughter all over again. I've read this a bunch of times. I never had any emotion when I read that before. <laughs> um, Luke 17, one, right? So the whole verse is, um, it is impossible that no offense should come, but woe to whom through they come. It would be better for him if a millstone, if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea, I had offended her. She carried a fence, yeah, but I was the offender this verse is pretty clear he doesn't say to throw the offended into the sea with a millstone Um, i don't take it as condemnation i take it as there's a seriousness involved in this maybe it was one thing that i truly did that made her see me through a scope of offense that led to all the other offenses maybe it was ten things um whatever whatever it was uh she was offended she's offended and she needs healing i've reached out um i haven't heard anything back yet but uh john Bevere shares a wonderful parable and i'm going to read it to you it's a story of a wise man back in the days when settlers were moving to the west a wise man stood on a hill outside a new western town As the settlers came from the east the wise man was the first person they met before coming to the settlement they asked eagerly eagerly what the people of the town were like he answered them with a question what were the people like in the town you just left some said the town we came from was wicked the people were rude gossips who took advantage of innocent people it was filled with thieves and liars the wise man answered this town is the same as the one you just left They thanked the man for saving them from the trouble they had just come out of. They then moved on further west. Then another group of settlers arrived and asked the same question. What is this town like? The wise man asked again, what was the town like from where you came? These responded, it was wonderful. We had dear friends. Everyone looked out for the for the other's interest. There was never any lack because all cared for one another. If someone had a big project, the entire community gathered to help. It was a hard decision to leave, but we felt compelled to make way for the future generations by going west. The wise old man said to them exactly what he had said to the other group. This town is the same as the one you just left. These people responded with joy. Let's settle here. (laughs) How they viewed their past relationships was the scope for their future ones. Offense is contagious. It's like a virus it can spread to those who weren't yet offended and it attracts I know because I've been involved in both Proverbs 22 24 to 25 in the English standard version I had to find the version that best fit you know the make no friendship with a man given to anger nor go with a wrathful man lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare leads into my second story deanna and i once belonged to a home group and the leaders of this home group were becoming offended with church leadership in that home group was a new couple and this new couple had a ton of charisma they were very likable in fact love them uh still but they um as the offense grew within the leaders the new couple from the other church that had come from another church, and not—I'm not, not saying uh, I'm not doing the—I'm uh, uh, of Apollos, I'm of Paul, I'm a Cephas, and I'm of you know—it's like I'm not saying, "Oh, you go to that church or you go to." Uh, um, what I'm saying is, they just came from another church, um, but they came with offense to that leadership. Um, they would tell us all the time. Um, you know, how abusive, how, um, controlling, uh, how much they didn't like women in the church or didn't treat women with respect in the church. And they talked about it all the time. Um, and as the offense grew within the leaders, then this new couple began to feed their offense. Um, How they viewed their past relationships with a scope for their future ones. Proverbs 26:20, 20, without firewood a fire goes out, and without a gossip, a quarrel dies down. And they would have conversations in home group and in fellowship about leadership. And they would um, you know, say what was offending them or what had offended them in this new couple, instead of engaging with leadership. Um, they started to feed their offense. Oh, yeah, what they're doing to you? That's not right. That's wrong. And um, this went on for months. Um, and I remember every time, I never agreed with them. And, in fact, I would speak up and say, you need to go to leadership on this. Um, want to stay with my notes, because I have a point, and I just want to stay clear. Like I said, I'm not a speaker, so uh, how am I doing? Are you guys bored? No, it's great. Okay, good. Uh, so they weren't just agreeing with them and their offense, but they were feeding their offense, and um, like I said, I never, I never agreed with them although I stayed in ministry with them. And there's an issue there. Staying in ministry with somebody who has stepped outside of the authority of leadership um, is a big issue, and I, I learned. <laughs> Matthew eighteen fifteen to 17. If your fellow believer sins against you, you must go to that one privately and attempt to resolve that matter. If he responds, your relationship is restored. But if his heart is closed to you, then go to him again, taking one or two others with you. And that, if somebody comes to you and explains an offense to you, it is my opinion and biblical uh, fact that you need to tell them they need to go to that brother. Uh, not, and if they say, well, I've already been, which is usually the case in an in ensnared in offense, you say, okay, well, I'll go with you. And usually, I I bet you $100, it'll probably backfire and go, you know what? I'm okay. We're good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because the offense just grows, right? It's a seed, and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. Uh, I wrote, if you're feeding the fire, you are in the wrong. Don't put wood on the fire, like Proverbs says. I'll go even further. If you're feeding the offense, even when you believe they have been wronged, I believe you're out of place. Who are we to judge another man's servant? i never once agreed with them um but because i remained in 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 ministry with them a seed was planted i believe a seed was planted at that time Um, and the offense is contagious Um, galatians 5 7 through 9 says you were running a good race who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth what kind of persuasion does not that kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you And a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. Now, Paul was speaking about circumcision, the yoke of slavery to religious doctrine, and the offense of the cross. But the words and the knowledge fit very well here, I believe. Bad company corrupts good character, right? Um, My own health towards leadership was now in turmoil. I I remember that point in my life, I started to question leadership. And you can ask, Doug... (laughs) How many times I came to Doug with a fence? Uh, uh, God. now fast forward there a decade or so, and now i 'm in a relationship with someone who has again left their church through a fence <laughs> i got to stop attracting these people <laughs> when you, I think when you when you have that spirit of offense brewing in you. It's recognizable from somebody else who has that spirit of offense brewing in them. It's attracting. <clears throat> so in Matthew 10:16, it says, "I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves." This new couple that I had become friends with now a dec- decade later, um, they were phenomenal. Uh, in fact, uh, I in fact I had a discerning in my spirit that something was off, and I actually took the husband to lunch one day, and I had, had laid out to him my previous experience, and I apologized to him because I was going to have some very fronted questions. Two fronted questions: Why are you here, and why aren't you at your previous church? Now at this time, I had not known that he was carrying offense from his previous church. His answers were perfect, not even a hint of offense, but just a disagreement in theology that he didn't believe would work out well. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, that feeling must have been wrong. <laughs> that feeling, that to me, is it's a feeling for me. I'm sorry. I know we're not supposed to go on feelings, but it's not a feeling like, "ooh, I'm so happy about this. It's just like, I don't belong here. Um, yeah, Holy Spirit, for sure. absolutely. Absolutely. Um, suddenly they were leaving church to begin their own and um, up comes that hidden seed within me that uh, was questioning leadership and I actually at that time started to say oh I call him up right and I was like why are you guys doing this what's going on And he gave me an amazing answer. And it's important, I think, to notice that when there's a spirit of offense within a body, that spirit of offense will actually learn from the previous um, battles, and, and it will evolve. And it will find out new ways to present the wrong way so that we'll follow that, right? um so up comes my hidden issue with leadership so oh so i call him and he, he gave me this wonderful answer he's just like oh just god's got us going this way um you know it's it has nothing to do with with offense um it's just he didn't say that he just said this is where god's got us and i was like wow that sounds great so I, now I'm, I'm i don't know why but it came up in me i was like well Am I under unhealthy leadership? Do I need to leave this church? Do I need to go do what you're doing? Because what you're doing sounds great. It sounds amazing. Like, I want that. Like, why aren't we doing that? And, uh, okay, I had to stay with my notes here. (laughs) The last time I spoke, it wasn't very long, but I went back and I was like, oh, I forgot that. I wanted to say that. Oh, I've, I've since apologized to Doug, by the way, I have, I actually went to him, uh, told him the situation, um, said, Hey, this is what happened with me. And I apologized, um, because I'd been in a situation like this previously, I began to seek counsel from those I know that are in right relationship with God. And I began asking God, Lord, I want to be in your will so i started to question leadership and i know uh, trying to find a fence right to leave like that's the that's the way you leave church through a fence right (laughs) No. no 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 uh so broken um guy i gotta stay on track here um i was praying for i don't know two weeks every day God, I want to be in your will. I want to be in your will. And he said to me clearly, he said, if I ever ask you to leave this church, it will not be from offense. In fact, some very wise counsel agreed. Isaiah 55, 12, you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. Mm -hmm. God may have another assignment for me, or us. We don't need to leave an offense or because of it. Also, Amen. also I have to say not once has any leadership in this church ever held me back from pursuing God with all of my heart. In fact, they've given me opportunity and invitation time and time and time again. And not only that, every time I came to leadership with offense, leadership stuck it out with me they forgave me um they took my abuse <laughs> it wasn't a ton of times but it was sometimes and it was kind of pretty front and i'm i'm really good at being confrontational And my mother-in-law laughs, <laughs> i'm getting better i trust me uh, very much so 1st Peter 1 6 to 7 oh no 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 our character is built through these times right through rough times if we constantly run from conflict and into offense God can never mature us in these areas 1st Peter 1 6 to 7 in all this you greatly rejoice though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials these have come so that the proven genuous, genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. We don't go through trials to learn to run away. We go through trials to be refined in the glory that God has for us. Amen. Gold is refined by fire from melting it. When it is melted, the impurities come to the surface. Isaiah 48:10 See I have purified you in the furnace of adversity but not like silver <laughs> Make note of that I have refined you in the fire Notice how the verse says not like silver Silver I guess is refined 7 times in fire and if that were to happen we'd probably not survive that <laughs> I would imagine anyways I think the length of suffering's kind of up to us when we, when we have sin in our lives, God will lift his hand if we're not. I mean, there are plenty of warnings along the way, but I think eventually he will lift his hand. And there's actually some verse here at the back my opinion up. Um, do we want to hold on to our offense? Psalm 119, David says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now I keep your word before I was afflicted, I went astray, <laughs> and now I keep your word. Uh, he learned, I think uh, So I have one one amazing testimony of uh, forgiveness where for God's shifted my heart in the middle of offense to love. I'm going to try to do this without staring at it. Um, it's not going to (laughs) work. My business is reliant on, on one product. It's very important for, um, my business. Um, it's all created by one man out in Texas. Um, good man, a good Christian brother, um, family man, uh, active in his church, uh, prison ministry, youth ministry. My business, my business skyrocketed after, after about the third year, we were really just trek and we were doing really good and making him decent money Um, and he was super happy. But then after 2020 and the free COVID money, um, we started to feel the effects of COVID, right? Recession, inflation, and all of a sudden the entire industry that I'm in went down about 70%, gardening industry uh, went down 70%, everybody. Now this man only sees what I'm doing, right? So I'm not ordering as much. So in all of our conversations, we would catch up, You know, sometimes weekly, monthly, in all of our conversations I would have, uh, I would tell him what's going on in my business, which is probably not the best business tactic, right? But I'm telling him everything, like who I'm working with, who these people are. He knows now everything about the industry. And at one point, he calls somebody that's very influential in the industry um, who is now uh, an executive officer for a fast-growing store chain. They have about 80 stores. They have like $80 million in cash. Um, they have two distribution centers. They're becoming like the Walmart of the industry. And they're doing very well for us. But he calls the, the man that's onboarding all these new products for this company, and he says to him, hey, Newton's not doing very well. Um, we need to make more money would you white label uh, the product for us and if you don't know what white labeling is it's taking the product that I'm buying from him and labeling myself and now taking it and labeling it through creating another label but in that they would have to utilize uh, the fact that this product is like this product or it is this product and that's how they would actually jump into sales pretty quick luckily uh, God's got some amazing favor for me in this industry this man calls me up and he says hey uh, I just want you to know what's going on behind your back Um, and he actually had uh, the voicemail and he sends me the voicemail I immediately send the voicemail to this man who I have an exclusivity agreement with in fact him and his wife share an email account now it was purposeful I sent it to the email account not texted it to his phone just like everybody needs to know what's going on here Um, I was extremely offended like I'm about to lose out my reputation in the business I'm about to lose my business Uh, This man's trying to steal it from me or take it from me not long after that um, I was filing a trademark for my product late Um, come to find out he had already filed a trademark for my product um, but I had hired an attorney who caught him in his renewal, which was happening right at the same time he was renewing his product with a picture of my label from one of my stores that my bottle is in. In fact, my, the store that, you know, really helped skyrocket our business. So I called him up and like, Hey man, what, what's going on here? Uh, now you're trying to trademark. Oh, I'm just trying to save the, you know, I'm just trying to to keep it safe and like no you're not you're trying to steal it and um so fast forward a little bit um every conversation I had with him I was super offended I was I would call him you're you're a liar I can't believe a word you're saying it was damaging our relationship because I was just so fronted with him I I couldn't stand listening to him um I had um We bring in liquid and 275-gallon totes. And I recognized at one point every tote was low to the point of 160 gallons in one shipment. I was like, everything he did, now I've got this scope of offense. Everything he did, which probably wasn't purposeful, but everything he did, I would call him on it. What are you doing here? Why are you trying to rip me off? Um, So he created a new product that he's now um, got in um, selling to humans. Uh, consumption, um, and the FDA found him. And the FDA sunk its talons into him, and what they didn't like about his product was that it was a high pH. The FDA wants low pH; it's a potential for pathogens if it's over a 4.6 pH. They want an acidic product. Um, so, with this potential of pathogens, they are now telling him, "We're gonna—you need to do a voluntary recall." And a voluntary recall means. <laughs> If you don't do it, we're going to come shut your business down and take you to jail. That's how voluntary a voluntary recall is. <laughs> <laughs> and he's te- he, ca- he calls me, he sends me texts, and he's like, he's in his 70s. He, he, he can't handle this kind of stress. This is huge. This is about a $100,000 bill. This is um, a, a big deal for him. And I was just like, in my mind, going, well, God lifted his hand because you're a liar. You know, get what you deserve. And God stopped me and He said, You need to pray for this man. And I was like, You're right. And actually at that point in time, right then, my entire countenance towards him changed. I felt God's love for him. And I I wrote out a prayer for him, uh, because I say, you know, I text him yeah, praying for you but instead of the cheap talk I like writing them out because then people get to read them and it's more like a declaration for them what's going on and I, it brings more validity to it so I sent that to him and he immediately sends back he's like Newton, you have no idea how much this means to me he goes I, I'm at the point where I don't even think I can go on any longer I can't sleep at night my health is I, I'm just drowning my wife is not happy anymore she's super upset and um we actually uh were able to talk not long after that we had a phone conversation and we started talking about the issue and i shared with him at that point a story i had recently uh between me and the state of hawaii state of hawaii actually quarantined my product uh here's another vulnerable thing for you i lied to the state of hawaii um state of hawaii comes back to me and they say you know be, your product may have bacteria in it and before we find out we're going to quarantine your product which was like this company that bought the product spent a whole bunch of money on shipping so they they quarantined the entire shipping container so everything that was in there including my product could not be landed and i'm going oh my gosh this was through a distribution company so i would lose my reputation with a distribution company if it didn't land in i'd have to pay for the shipment i'd have to pay for the product i'd have to pay to get it shipped back it was a big deal i called up hawaii and i'm like we don't label on our label that there is bacteria in our product but there is we label as an enzymatic cleanser um and I called away, and I said, hey, we, we don't label for that. We don't have bacteria on our label. And they go, well, that's okay. We still need to know if there is or not. And I was like, well, there isn't. And I hung up, and God was like, what are you doing? It's like, uh, It was this utter turmoil, man. It was so horrible. Not Not only... Had I made the situation worse, because now if I want to fix the issue, I have to call and tell them I lied. (laughs) But I've also stepped outside of the will of God. (laughs) So I'm like, uh, what do I do? Um, It's like, okay, I'm I'm just going to, I don't care about my reputation. When it came down to it, I didn't care about my reputation. I cared that I had hurt God, that I had stepped out of his will. And I was like okay um, I'm gonna call them so I call no I emailed them uh, saying hey this is a fermented product there's bacteria in there um, we label it for this but in all reality there's bacteria in there and I sent it off early in the morning our time I couldn't sleep very well that night um, and then I knew they weren't going to get it till around noon because Hawaii's behind us. They get it. I get an email back. And at that time, I was just like, okay, God, I give it all over to you. I don't care if this ruins my reputation. I don't care. I just want you. And I get an email back from the state, and they say, that's okay. It's not labeled for bacteria, so we're fine. We're going to let it through, which is like, doesn't happen in Hawaii because they're so concerned about what bacteria gets in there. I just told them there's bacteria in my product and they're like, that's fine. We're good. We're, we're taking it out of quarantine. I was like, God, you're amazing. So amazing. Not only that, God's amazing in situations like that where you think it's impossible, but I've gotten to the point in business where, you know, the whole industry went down 70%. I don't even care. I don't care and I know that my accountant goes hey we're not getting any orders in and I go I it's okay we're fine and then we get orders in and it's like a lot of orders all of a sudden and it's I've noticed that the enemy loves to attack during those periods of time I used to wake up in the middle of the night like oh my gosh my business is failing I'm not gonna be able to afford my home um, God's economy is not the same economy not the same at all <clears throat> Anyway, I share the story with him and it completely opens him up. It's like, look at what I did. I lied to the state and this, this is what happened. And I shared with him the verse, uh, Psalm 119, 65. Before I went astray, before I was afflicted, I went astray. And I was like, I, you know, we bring things on ourselves. And he was all of a sudden, he was like, Newton, I've been lying. I've been lying to the FDA. I've been lying to everybody. And this is not this person he would not admit these things and i'm going wow this is amazing and he goes i need forgiveness and i just hope that god puts this all on me and not on my wife and i was like well that just like what hawaii did this is what's going to happen to you god's going to do the same for you and we we prayed and then we talked about personal it, Relationship with God and what that what our what my quiet time looks like, and I was reading Madame Jean Guyon's book about the experiencing the depths of Jesus Christ and how how to sit before God and just let Him minister to you instead of coming to Him and bombarding Him with requests like He's a genie, um, and He's like, you know, it's so funny that you bring that up because I was just hearing from another guy, an, also a mystic, saying the same thing how we need to spend a quiet time with God and I don't have that and I'm feeling so convicted I can't even stand to listen to the guy I just I wanted to get away from that but you're bringing this up again and I have to confess I don't have a relationship with God like this I'm in prison ministry I'm in youth ministry and I don't have a quiet time with God and it just it was so our relationship now is insane we're like family um, we prayed over the phone had an amazing time in prayer um, and now he wants to renegotiate with me on pricing and that just a favor is insane and I just talked to him this week and I was like hey I was like hey you know as bad as this situation is which by the way He found a formulator and the formulator is like hey it's not going to be a big deal at all he's only had to pay about three thousand dollars for this recall so far which he thought was going to be a hundred grand i mean it's it's been so soft on him his wife is happy they're going on vacation they're having fun um god has totally changed it for the better and i told him i said as ugly as this has been i was like man i kind of grateful for it he goes newton I'm with you, man. He goes, I totally agree. I said, What it's done to our relationship is insane. And he's like, Yeah. He's like, I I see that now. Proverbs 14, 12. I'm, I'm wrapping up here. I actually made it. <laughs> there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to, of death or in the passion. You can rationalize it all you want and justify the path of error you have chosen, but you'll find out in the end that you took the road to destruction. I could have held on to that offense, and in all reality, it would have destroyed my business. We were not having a good relationship anymore. I I was at the point where I didn't want to buy product from him anymore. I was just going to can it. And he was probably at the point where he didn't want to hear me anymore. I really believe God is calling us to a new standard. It is impossible that no offense should come doesn't mean we need to be offended it doesn't mean we need to fall into the trap on the flip side of that it also doesn't mean we need to walk around on eggshells worried that we're offending people with truth sometimes truth needs to be said in love <laughs> that's to me <laughs> in love sometimes truth offends regardless of its delivery. I could think of a few truths these days that would offend some of us we need to recognize the trap I've seen that one before (laughs) I'm not gonna step into it right or like me throughout my life I keep stepping into some of them I forget maybe I don't know I believe God is reminding some of you of the offense you're holding or the offense that you created in someone else if you are in that snare jesus is giving you a way out right now no matter what you are holding on to against a brother sister aunt uncle cousin niece nephew friend pastor (laughs) god wants you free from it wife husband holding on to it is only going to steal kill and destroy you and those around you you love yes it is contagious take ownership Let God work on you and let him free you so you can be completely free and living in all God has for you. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. (laughs) Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity or snare. Jeremiah 29 11 to 14 and this is it right here we can go against God's plans if we really want but his plans are so good and they are usually not what we think they are they are so much better and if you need prayer I want you to come up and if you're offended and maybe you don't realize how offended or Or maybe you were in the situation with me and you apologized without god's posture right without the way god wanted you to i advise you to seek counsel there are amazing men and women of god in this church and whoever you hold in high regard i advise you to seek counsel from them and just ask them what do you think about this? Holding on to a fence is not healthy. So. <laughs>
0: such a good word when I was a young boy in the Mojave Desert we had this big fence on our property that would catch every piece of trash that blew across the desert every tumbleweed it caught it all and we were constantly out there pulling the tumbleweeds off if you've ever messed with tumbleweeds they're not fun pulling the tumbleweeds off and all we had to do was throw them up in the air and it would blow on down it's like Velcro. Some of you need to get rid of the Velcro. Because everything seems to be offending you, it's probably time to let go of the Velcro. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah, let's stand. Louis, could you come up and... I want this young man to really pray over you because it's easy to get offended. I mean, I'm offended that you're offended. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and it does nothing but drag us down it's like falling into quicksand it just bogs us down and we can be so offended that we can't move on and god has so much for us we're moving into a season hear my prophetic voice right now where you don't need any monkey on your back you're going to have to be nimble and quick and run fast because there's a moment coming it's right around the corner and we need to be a people that's prepared. So it's time to get rid of some of these things that are holding us back. And offense is a huge one. Yep. So Lewis, is Lewis just kind of plays something up here, I, if that's you, I want you to come forward and I'd love to have Newt pray for you that that spirit of offense would be lifted. That spirit of offense would be ripped off you so nothing could stick and you could just keep moving forward. Amen. How many would like that kind of clarity in their life? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Don't let pride get in the way, guys.
0: Do not let pride get in the way. If you want to become unoffendable, you got to get rid of that spirit that keeps offending you and allows you to keep and hold on to the offense. Thank you,
1: Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. We
0: look around the world right now, there's so much that can offend us. But we can't be those kind of people. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We get some ministry team up here. Cyril, come on up.
1: Gary, come on up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God.
0: Renew a right spirit within me. Amen. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit. Within me.
1: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God.
3: Choose two. is to be holy set apart for you Lord I choose to be holy set To be holy, set apart for you, Lord. I choose to be.